Hello, Cleveland. This is Alex Hoffman from the Too Much Effing Perspective podcast, and welcome to Quick Taps, short episodes with short stories for short attention spans. Our theme today is the show must go on, but probably shouldn't. Spinal tap moments when our guest labors were particularly laborious. Our first story comes from Mitch Rouse, who, along with Stephen Colbert, Amy Sedaris, and Paul Danello, created the Comedy Central hit Strangers with Candy. On a film shoot, Mitch found himself under siege and maybe a bit above the law. David Pesquez and I wrote a movie called McClintock's Peach. It's set up to be a movie about two guys you think are going to rob a bank. They live in a warehouse. They've taken the warehouse and they've laid it out to look exactly like what you think is a bank, but it's really a grocery store that they're going to rob. So the grocery store that we were using, we had booked it for two days. (laughs) And there was a gentleman that owned it and it was his family business. The producers went in and they said, what is your average make on the day? Let's say he says $10,000. Then we say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay you $10,000 for Monday and $10,000 for Tuesday. He agrees to it. So we have the place till six o'clock at night. At 6.01, the man that owns the place yanks the cord out of the wall and says, that's it. Everybody out. And he's losing his mind. Somebody had told him that Steven Seagal was in this movie. He was waiting for Steven Seagal to show up. (laughs) This man is so angry and he's kicking a wall of boxes that we put up to hide some stuff. He kicks through those, everybody out, everybody out. He is so pissed off. Then I go, whoa, 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 what's going on? You get out. You're done here. You're not coming back. And his son is probably three times my size. So everybody leaves. Here's this man who could not be more angry at me. And I said, what's going on? I don't like what you've done to the store. This is bigger than you ever said it was going to be. Then he says something about, and Steven Seagal is not here. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he says, I've been lied to. I go, we paid you for today, but you have not received your check yet. We had an agreement for two days. You're breaking that agreement. Therefore, I'm not going to pay you anything. It's probably in the mail on the way to him already. I'm just winging this. And I go, look, we had a gentleman's deal that you said I could have this place for two days. You broke your word to me. And his son is livid. And I said, look, here's the deal. I don't know why you you think Steven Seagal is coming here, but I'm going to do my best to see if I can get a hold of Steven Seagal tonight. (laughs) And if I can, and he's available, I'm going to try to get him here. Long pause. You give me your word? I said, no, I'm not giving you my word that he's going to be here. I said, I'm giving you my word. And I'm going to try to get in touch with him, but I have to come back here tomorrow and I have to shoot. So the next morning I show up and I said, I've got great news. (laughs) 
I said, there's a friend of mine who knows somebody that knows, <laughs> knows Steven Seagal. And he's going to try to be here by the end of the day. <laughs> and he's like, really? And I said, yes. And this completely changes this guy's mood. And I said, what is it about Steven Seagal? And he says, he's above the law. <laughs> okay. And I said, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's above the law. We ended up shooting, got everything done. And of course he didn't show up because I'd never made the call. Our next Spinal Tap moment comes from actor David Lasher, who is co-host of the iHeart podcast, Hey Dude, The 90s Called. Once, in front of NBC's Top Brass, David gave a knockout audition. So it was Brandon Tartikoff's office, and there's, you know, a full room of NBC executives, like literally sitting in the windowsills, on the floors. It's nerve-wracking, to say the least. And I did my reading. I went to walk out the door and it was like half open, you know? So I walked right into this thick oak wood door and dropped to the to the floor in front of all of them. I gave a great crushing reading and I booked the role, but I literally knocked myself out in Brandon Tartikoff's office. <laughs> And our final Spinal Tap moment comes from writer and producer David Brendel, who went to great lengths to make a music video for one of the all-time legendary British rock bands, only to come up against another brick in the wall. The phone rang, and a friend said, you're on with Pink Floyd's manager. He said, do you know what the Gaia theory is? The Earth is a living organism. And he said, fantastic. Can you be on a plane to join Pink Floyd on tour in Florida to conceive of a new video for their new record? David Gilmore's wife was fascinated with the Gaia theory. So I packed my weed and went to Fort Lauderdale. They told me point blank, do not put any limits on your imagination. Financial, geographical, Nothing. And so I come up with this idea of a Japanese bonsai tree, but instead of a miniature one, an actual life-size one. And in three separate settings, one was Antarctica, which is absurd. One was the White Sands National Desert. And once they bought it, they didn't really need me anymore. So I said, here's the deal. I want to see this being made. Hire me to be the director's assistant. Anything he needs, I will do it, and I want to watch him direct this thing and pay me like a production assistant. And they agreed. Took my cockamamie idea of the White Sands National Desert and said, we're going to film it there. But it's under the air jurisdiction of the Army, and they don't have the proper mount for this thing. So I had to write a, a letter to a general, and he was like, you give me a camera, we'll mount that mother. And there's no such thing as a life-size bonsai. Bonsai trees are this big. So they had commissioned a guy to build the modular, like 30-foot high tree that they disassembled in Los Angeles and 
sent it to New Mexico and then hired these day laborers to schlep it into the desert. And the song was called Take It Back. And the idea was after we abuse the earth enough, at a certain point, it responds. So there was this figure in a hazmat suit with an axe, which was a reference to the Pink Floyd song, Careful What That Axe, Eugene. And they commissioned a $30,000 titanium axe. And the idea was that the axe hit the tree and flames come out. One morning, I get a phone call. David's wife thinks we need images of blades of grass. And helicopters were dispatched to the Kentucky countryside to film Kentucky bluegrass. David's wife would wake up and say, I think we need images of Etruscan ruins. As it was going over budget, they just began firing people. And because I was the lowest paid member of the team, I was safe. Finally, I was the only man left standing. And MTV had said, if we don't get the video by Friday, we're not going to play it. No ifs, ands, or buts. And I could see I was not going to make it. And so I called the producers and said, you need to upgrade me to first class because I won't have time to check my luggage and get it to the Four Seasons Hotel where they're meeting with MTV. I got to the airport and I had my Pink Floyd Total Access badge with a photograph on it of myself. So I said to the woman at Delta, I'm with Pink Floyd. We've booked our entire tour through the airline and you have to hold the flight for me at the gate. The gate was like a solid 10 minutes away and the flight was leaving in a minute. It was not true. Pink Floyd at least a jet for the tour. They had nothing to do with Delta, but I just made it up. And she did it. And I raced all the way there and got in the first class seat, literally sopping wet, heart pounding, and they hand me a glass of champagne. And I knew that I had made it by the skin of my teeth. Oh, wow. Makes you wonder if David Gilmore's wife and David St. Hubbins' girlfriend Janine were besties. I'm also curious how many times this poor guy felt the urge to take a mental health day during that project. On the dark side of the moon, maybe? Thanks for joining me on today's Quick Tap. Please follow, rate, and write us a review for this show on Apple Podcasts. And tune in next week when my co-host Alan Keller and I return for more Spinal Tap moments on Too Much Effing Perspective. Although it would be as great as having armadillos in our trousers, this podcast is not affiliated with This Is Spinal Tap, and no person or entity connected with the film has sponsored or endorsed its content. This podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or licensed by Authorized Spinal Tap LLC or Century of Progress Productions. Too Much Effing Perspective is a Milwaukee Talkies original. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. Evergreen Podcast Network.